0: Welcome to the Tom the Trainer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Wooland. This podcast is for frustrated men and women who think they've tried everything to lose body fat and aren't willing to give up on their fitness goals. I'm going to give you clear, actionable steps to cut through all the bullshit in the industry, focus on what actually works, and dominate every aspect of your life. Now let's get into today's episode. As a recap, first live in the tribe of 2024. It's January 3rd. We're going live taking questions, answering questions. And if you aren't in Tom, the trainer's tribe, check the link in the description, join, love to help you out and answer your questions as well. So let's get into this here. Um, all right. One second here. All right. So we got five comments in live in the tribe. I'm going to literally ask the questions as they came in. I think because it's January, I don't know is everybody still got like everybody still got like a New Year's hangover or something We usually got way more questions than this. So all right um, first question that I have. I'm just gonna try to see if I can like put them in order. there we go. Just putting them in order so I can answer them as they came in. Okay. So first question is from Robert, Robert, uh, Robert absolutely crushed our shred for Santa challenge. He was actually the winner on the free shred for Santa challenge. Cause every once in a while in the tribe, I'm going to be hosting free challenges. That was the first one that I hosted within Tom, the trainer's tribe. Robert absolutely crushed it. He asks all kinds of questions on Wednesdays. He's extremely active in the tribe. And because of that, Robert's, Robert's killing it. So appreciate you, Robert, for asking lots of questions and always being present in the tribe, man. Um, And I can tell that you're getting a lot out of it. And I just wanted to give you a shout out because you get what you put in in life, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You get what you put in in life, right? And Robert's always present in the tribe. And that's why Robert's killing it, right? So Robert's questions is, are there any foods that people think are healthy, but they are actually terrible for your metabolism? I keep seeing things that say, stop eating this insert food. It is destroying your metabolism and it's almost always clickbait. And I've also seen that sourdough bread is supposed to be good because it contains probiotics for gut health and it's supposed to help control insulin levels. So, um, okay. So first, first place to start, I'll kind of break this question down into a few, a few questions I would say. Uh, When it comes to sourdough being a good source because it contains probiotics for gut health, that's absolutely true to my knowledge that sourdough is better for digestion than like conventional, just like white bread or multi-grain bread. Now, I will say this. um, I don't necessarily know and I could be wrong. Perhaps I just haven't looked it up. I don't necessarily know or see how like sourdough bread wouldn't have an effect on insulin levels just because like at the end of the day, it still is a pretty fast acting carbohydrate source, even though it's a better fast acting carbohydrate source than say just like regular wheat, white bread would be. Um, I don't know how it would necessarily control your insulin levels. Having, having, said that like from like a way to look at it as like, like bro science or whatever, um, I've noticed a crash after eating sourdough bread, uh, similar to after eating white bread. Um, now it could be that maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's cause like I had cheese on the sandwich and I had like w- whatever it may be, but I can't say for certain that sourdough bread would help control your insulin levels. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it doesn't, but if I had a hunch, I would say, I don't, I don't think so. I would say that I feel as though that it is easier to digest uh, because of the probiotics for gut health. Um, but I don't believe it has an effect on insulin levels, but again, just because I don't believe it doesn't make it to be so I'm not just, I'm just not really big on sourdough bread really at all Um, for people. Like I would say like I would use it personally. I've been eating it like for like some cheat meals because I have been doing a little bit of like a rebound from a cut after Christmas where I'm trying to actively retain more glycogen, retain more carbohydrates within my muscles. To a rebound out of my most recent cut, put on a considerable amount of weight through sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, which is your muscles ability to retain carbohydrates and expand. Um, so I've been eating more sourdough bread for that purpose, but conventionally when it comes to bread sources, I like to tell my clients to use like, um, ezekiel bread or another term for it would be like sprouted sprouted grains bread sprouted wheat bread um it digests better for sure now i have told a client in the past that like if they can have sourdough bread but they can't find sprouted grains bread then sourdough is probably the next best option but i still think when it comes to a bread choice your best choice is like Ezekiel or sprouted grains bread. Okay. It does, it does for sure digest better. Um, and it's not as like fast acting. Um, so it doesn't, uh, it it doesn't affect your insulin levels to the same degree as like a sugary carb source does. Right. Now I'm going to have to look into the sourdough thing. Um, but I just have my things that I like to lean into and I like to lean into, Um, spread of grains bread now when it comes to foods that like are terrible for your metabolism I kind of wish maybe that you'd given me an example but like any food that like is high in calories um, and like is going to have you over your caloric intake for it throughout the day is going to destroy your metabolism because your metabolism is based on like your lean body mass. So like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I would call it like schematics or whatever. Right. But it's like any food that's going to put on excessive body fat. So high calorie foods that are low quality foods that are low like vitamin mineral content foods don't digest well, highly processed. I would say all those things like in a long way around it. And I'm not so in a, in a clickbaity way to say it could have a terrible effect on your metabolism because at the end of the day, like your lean body mass is, going to have the most effect on your metabolism, but I can't think of any like foods specifically. And if you're, if you're watching this, Robert, you could add in the comments, maybe of like any particular, um, uh, particular examples of which you've seen, but, um, it does to me sound a little bit like clickbaity. Right. And like, honestly, like clickbaity is not a bad thing. Um, sometimes I've said some things that you would say would be like borderline clickbaity, but like, I think when it comes to like listening to content online, if you find it to be clickbaity, it's like, if, if like as influencers, as like online coaches, as people who have an online present aren't, don't use a little bit of clickbait, the information that they have, which could be valuable information, isn't necessarily going to go anywhere. Right. So say, for example, like I've done a post in the past where like I've said, guess what? Creatine isn't going to get you jacked. Right. And people lost their mind. But I followed that up with like, if you're a man who's 25 pounds, like 25% body fat, do you think that creatine is going to go to bed on time for you or do your meal prep? Right. My point was creatine's not the answer to getting you jacked. The answer to getting you jacked is go to bed on time, do your meal prep, get your step count, drink your water, train regularly, eat healthy foods, eat whole nutritious foods. And if you got all that stuff in line, then go ahead and take creatine. But if you do that before, if you take creatine before you do all that other stuff, then like you're wasting your time. Like you're missing the point. It was clickbaity, but the information was good. Right? So even though people lost their mind about it, um, but like, You have to kind of, I guess, like listen to the information and then kind of ask yourself, does this information sound false or sound like fishy, right? Um, or is this good information that just kind of may have been presented in a way to grab a lot of attention, right? Like I did with say, like my creatine reel, for example, right? And like my crew with my creatine reel, for example, like it's not wrong. I'm not lying to anybody when I say creatine's not gonna get you jacked, because let's be honest, pardon my French, if you don't have your shit together with all the important stuff, like don't worry about creatine. And that was the that was the message of that reel, even though it had like a little bit of like a clickbaity um hook or start to it, right? So I just kind of wish that I had like a little bit more context behind things when you, when you say that Robert, as far as like, if you had some examples, I'll check the comments and see if you have any, but like, to be honest with you, like I feel as though that there's no foods that you can't not include in your diet ever. Like, like, I ate sour patch kids by the handfuls for two years M- like at least once per week and sometimes multiple times per week while preparing for two photo shoots people are gonna be like sour patch kids are horrible they're sugar and they're you know what about your insulin levels and what about this and what about that and it's like okay well insulins a highly anabolic like like, Hormone, or I think it's technically a peptide or whatever, but insulin's highly anabolic. Let's just look at it that way, okay? Insulin's highly anabolic. I wanted to spike my insulin levels, and I liked sour patch kids, so I ate them by the handfuls because I wanted to spike my insulin levels and I wanted to load up on carbohydrates. Some people would say sour patch kids are bad for you. Okay. Or some people would say, well, Sour Patch Kids will make you fat. Well, yeah, maybe if you're not controlling your calories still. So I have a hard time believing that certain foods will wreck per se your metabolism. But I also have a hard time believing that like certain things will help improve your metabolism. Like I have a really hard time buying into this uh, vinegar. What's the vinegar? Apple cider vinegar. I have a really hard time that apple cider vinegar is going to do anything other than maybe make me eat less because it probably tastes horrible. And I'm going to feel like I want to vomit for two hours after I consume it. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Does everybody get me with that? Like, come on, it doesn't improve your metabolism. Um, anyways, if you found that funny, just send me an LOL in the comments. Okay. Um, Next up, Tom asks, said he stole, he he saw this somewhere else and he's stealing it as a question. Oh, I love this question, man. If you could only do 10 strength training exercises, what 10 would you do? Like what 10 would you choose? Okay. Um, I'm going to get nerd Tom here. Okay. Uh, If you're watching this on my personal private Facebook page, Tom Trainer, make sure you check the link in the description and go over to Tom the Trainer's Tribe and watch the rest of it there. Okay. Uh, if anybody's watching it there, send me a thumbs up in the comments before I disconnect and make sure that you have seen the link in the description. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to top 10 strength training exercises, first thing that you got to determine is what is your goal right so what is your goal what are you wanting to accomplish because your goal i talk about this a lot in podcasts in trainings in q and a's the law of specificity matters okay when you're making selections, you need to determine what is the specific outcome that I want from this selection to take place. It doesn't matter if it's diet, resistance training, whatever. I I want a specific outcome. This decision is going to be based upon that outcome, okay? So, let's go for fat loss, okay? Let's start out with fat loss. There's not a lot of questions, so you're going to get some bonus here. Okay. Starting out for fat loss, absolute number one priority when it comes to what's the number one exercise that I would do when it comes to resistance strength training choices to lose body fat is the deadlift. 100% the deadlift, because if you know how to do a deadlift, well, then you are going to activate more muscle than any other exercise. Okay. And you're going to activate a lot of the big muscles. Okay. So deadlift for sure, because you're going to activate hamstrings, glutes, lats, big muscles on your posterior chain. So exercise number one, deadlift. Okay. For fat loss. I would argue for gaining muscle. It's up there too. I built my physique before my neck injury doing a lot of deadlifts. I've transformed a lot of clients teaching them how to do deadlifts. Number 2 exercise for strength training if I could only choose 10 is going to be a squat. 100%, 1000%, a million percent squat and deadlift are going to be your top 2 selections for for losing body fat, okay? And building muscle too, to be honest, okay? squat deadlift. Why? If you squat, right, you're using every muscle in your body. Okay. I took heat on the internet, like way back in the day, because I said, um, your biceps are working on a squat. Your biceps are isometrically contracting on a squat. And if anybody says that they're not go put a 250 pound barbell on your back and try to have it not fall off without engaging your biceps. End of story. Okay. So everything works when you're doing your bicep. Everything's under tension to some degrees when you're doing a squat. Pardon me. So deadlift and squat. Next up. Can anybody guess in the comments? There's a trend here with where I'm going, right? Um, bench press. Mm, yeah. Okay. Bench press. Yeah. Bench press next. Okay. Again the bench press works everything okay and if i'm trying to prioritize fat loss i want to choose exercises that that have the most allow uh, the most amount of muscle recruitment muscle activity muscle tension if you do a good bench press if you bench press well you coil up on the bench you plant your feet in the ground you push your knees out your glutes are engaged. Your 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 hell, your calves are engaged, your quads are flexing, right? Your core is engaged. If you're bench pressing well, your lats are firing because they're stabilizing your back. Okay. You're squeezing your shoulder blades together. That means your traps are firing. Okay. Right. On the way down, if you're controlling the weight if I'm controlling weight here on the way down, does everybody see how my bicep is lengthening and contracting your biceps working in a bench, your triceps definitely working in a bench, your shoulders, your chest. Anybody who says the bench press is not a full body exercise. Doesn't know what they're talking about in my opinion. Okay. Okay doesn't know what they're talking about or just haven't been taught how to do the bench press in a way that is a full body exercise. And if you want to learn how look at power lifters, power lifters, aren't bench pressing five, six, seven hundred pounds without complete stability throughout their whole entire body. Okay. So that's three. Number four, um, Number four, I'm going to have to say, it's going to be a pull exercise. I'm just thinking like, what one do I want to do? Um, I would say number four would be, I want to say chin up. I really, really, really want to say chin up. So I'm going to say an assisted chin up. Okay. I'm, it's like on the fence, like lat pull down or a chin up. Okay. The reason that I'm going to choose chin up or an assisted chin up over a lat pull down is again, what's the trend here? We're talking full body activation because if you're doing an assisted chin up, whether it's with a band or you're on that assisted chin up machine, you should be arching your entire back. Your knees should be behind your hips. Your heels should be together. You should be trying to tear your feet Your feet should be pressing into each other. Your knees should be pressing outward and your glutes should be engaged. Your whole lower body should be active and stable. You're arching your entire back and you're flexing your core, right? Your lats are firing. Your biceps are firing. Your traps are firing. Not a lot of like chest, but you're, you're still getting rear dealt. So you're biasing a lot of muscles and assisted chin up and everything's under tension if you're doing it right. Okay. So that's four. Number five, a plank. Okay. A plank done how I teach a plank. The reason why I say how I teach a plank, because how I teach a plank, every muscle in your body is engaged in a plank the way I teach it. And I know that there's like people who have done planks that are like excessively long planks. And every time I hear about it, I think to myself, I want to make that person do one of my planks. And the reason why is because when you do a plank, how I teach it, first things first is you are like, you're, you're pushing, you're pushing your shoulder blades apart, which means you're flexing your chest. Okay. You're flexing your chest. You're drawing your belly button up into your spine. Okay. So your core's engaged, which means your obliques are engaged. Your abs are engaged. Your low back extensors are engaged. I want to push my weight back into my heels so that my shins work towards my toes. That means glutes are engaged, massive muscle. Guess what? My lats are engaged because my lats are flaring, right? Um, Calves are under length. Quads are firing hard tibialis and the muscles at the front of your leg to stabilize your foot for it's called like dorsiflexion where your toes work towards your shins. They're all working. Those are your top five exercises for fat loss. Okay. hundred percent. Now from here, it's like, I'm probably going to say after those, Honestly, variations of those exercises. Um, I missed one. Overhead press. Standing overhead press. It's a compound exercise when you're doing it correctly. You're standing with your feet about hip width apart. You're gripping the floor hard. You're heavy into your feet and you're screwing your feet into the ground so your glutes are engaged. Okay? You're drawing in air into your stomach and you're flexing your core extremely hard. You're retracting your shoulder blades back and down. So your lats are firing, right? And then you're pressing up overhead. You're actively hitting the top portion of your chest, your shoulders, your triceps. If you're stabilizing the exercise on the way down, kind of looks a lot like a lat pull down, doesn't it? So your biceps are working, right? Everything's working in an overhead press. So there's number six. Um Number seven would be First of all, is this helpful for everybody so far? Just give me a thumbs up or like helpful in the chat if it is. Number seven would be um, for fat loss. Number seven, I'm probably going to say would be a, this is a tricky selection. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking a bent over row. But this is where I get nerd Tom. Okay. So I'm thinking a bent over row. Because you're in a hinge position. So it's like a static deadlift position, right? Your core is engaged. You're clearly working your lats and your traps and your biceps and your rear delts. Your obliques are firing. If you're managing your hinge properly, your low back extensors are firing. Your glutes are engaged. Your hamstrings are engaged a little bit too because you're in a, a knee bent position, right? So there's static muscle loading taking place. So that was, I think, seven uh, deadlift, squat, bench, assisted chin up. What it is? Oh, plank, overhead press, bent over row. Number seven. Okay. Um, Next thing I'm going to say is I'm going to say a side plank. Again, same reason as everything else. Like there's just, there's so much working when you're doing a side plank properly, right? Uh, and I believe spinal stability leads to long-term ability in training. If you neglect your spinal stability, then like, honestly, like you're going to be weak because have you ever tried to catch a musky on like a lightweight fishing rod you see what the muscle that the rod does the muskie just takes the rod and it just bends it right well that happens to your spine when you're lifting like that's no bueno so I think prioritizing your spine is absolutely key and huge um, that was eight so number nine number nine I'm gonna say a reverse plank okay Same reason. So a reverse plank, what I would do is like heels elevated reverse plank, maybe on a bench or on a BOSU ball. Okay. And same idea, same thing as what you're doing with the plank, but you're just doing it on your back. So now you're biasing more of your low back extensors. You're hitting glutes really, really hard, but your core is still working. Your obliques are working. If you're squeezing your shoulders back and down, you're elevating chest, you're firing lats, all your whole posterior chain is working. So that's number nine. Number ten, number ten hmm. uh, number ten, it's got me tricky. I will say this. Has anybody noticed that I haven't said bicep curl or tricep extension, right or lateral fly? Those are small isolation exercises. If your goal is to grow, Small isolation exercises are good to take that muscle, whoop its ass, and take it to failure. But we're talking top fat loss exercises right now, right? So I'm probably going to have to say a push up, to be honest. I'm thinking about it now. I literally am like, why didn't I say push up sooner? Right? Why? Because a push up is a plank it's a plank with like a bench press kind of combined. Right. So a good pushup is going to burn a lot of calories. It's going to activate a lot of muscles. So that would be my top 10 list of fat loss strength training exercises. Okay. Then hell, maybe I'll do another one of these. If I had more time, I mean, I would go into it like top 10 for strength, top 10 for building muscle. Um, but I think we covered it. So I want to see if there's any other questions here or does anybody else have any other questions in the chat? That was a really cool answer by the, way, or cool question by the way, Tom. That was sick, man. I enjoyed that a lot. So I appreciate you for asking it. Um, anybody else have any other questions? If you got questions, say question, put them in the chat. Otherwise I'm just going to check one more place and, see if there's any other questions maybe like in my stories or anything like that. Um, Again, I want to ask like, did everybody find that extremely helpful? If you did just say helpful in the chat. And then if you're listening to this in the podcast, you, after the fact, you might be hearing my mouse click. Honestly, I don't really edit these. I just kind of like answer questions, put them up and hope that they provide you with value. So I think that that is everything. I'm just quickly going to check my story on Instagram. Because I asked there. And. I don't see any questions. So I think that's it, everybody. Um, That was actually sweet. I really, really enjoyed that top. And it gave me an idea for. Uh, gave me an idea for content. Maybe I should do a reel like that, right? Uh, gave me an idea for maybe another episode of the podcast, like top 10 um, muscle building exercises, uh, as well as top 10 fat loss, as well as top 10 strength building exercises. Uh, that was really, really cool. Totally enjoyed it. Uh, so if you found this extremely helpful and you're not in Tom, the trainer's tribe, and you're listening to it in the podcast after the fact, like, what are you doing? Why aren't you in the tribe? Check out the description, check out the link, come on in, ask your questions every single Wednesday. Um, also if anybody's interested, I I have officially announced a new program, not a new program, but an existing program that I just haven't made available to the public. for for the entire time that I've been running it with my existing clients. It's called Explode and Grow. The program itself is a little more focused on recomposition, building muscle and burning body fat at a pretty similar rate. Whereas my fast fat loss frequency method is all about dropping body fat. That's the main focus of that program. Explode and Grow, it's more about building muscle and we use the law of specificity in training I've recently just launched that. So if you're interested in putting on some serious muscle while losing a bit of body fat in the process, just hit me up with a message, whether it's on my Instagram at Tom the trainer fitness, or here on my Facebook at Tom trainer, just hit me up with a message that says, I want to explode and grow. And then we'll talk about putting you on the team and see if you're a good fit. I hope everybody has the best day ever. Thanks again for all your questions. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you found today's episode valuable, please give me a five-star review and share it on your social media so I can have an even bigger impact. And if you want more information on how I can help you lose 15 to 52 pounds of body fat in 12 weeks, send me a message that says coaching to my Instagram at TomTheTrainerFitness.